It was cold. It was like a, you guys remember when it happened on Ally McBeal? With the Gil or whatever? Or I guess uh, that was the actor's name. Yes, Gil Bellows. That's yes. Right. Yeah. I don't remember what had, his like, name name. He had like a heart attack and died in the courtroom. Yeah. Like, what? 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 It was like that. Gil and Bellows. now I talked about shocking. I talked about the good fight after all. Just not on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, but also, Ally McBeal did it first. Yes. And I can't tell you which did it better because I love both shows and I don't pick favorites. Yeah. Except The Good Fight is better than both. So you do pick favorites. I do, yes. Yes. <laughs> so Dustin lies. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's true. Welcome to another episode of Podjiba, the Pajiba television podcast. I'm Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me as always are Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And hot Dustin Rolls. That's right. That's it. That's it. So hot. It's actually... Apparently... I uh, (laughs) took a uh, bottle of wine tonight. Uh, We're on the uh, where you're drinking segment already. I'm jumping ahead. (laughs) Yep. And I poured it into a giant mason jar with ice. And the whole bottle? Yep. It was a really giant mason jar. Oh and my all God. the the ice is already melted. So you have watery wine. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna drink it. I a think whole it's bottle. better that way. Oh yeah. It'll wait, go wait, quickly what? because I knock what? You think it's better that way? No, 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 no. It'll go quicker tonight because I knocked over my other drink. So I only have water. And the wine. Which also has water in it. Right. Right. It will probably also mean that I will sneak away for one less bathroom trip. <laughs> or, or one more, because you're going to be really hydrated. I, I don't mm-hmm. think you'll have a hangover is the good news. I hope so. Yeah, well, let's see. Yeah. What kind of wine is it that you're watering down? Uh, I, it, it's a white wine from the people that send, send me the wine. I don't know what it was called. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I don't have the bottle with me because I poured it all in the mason jar. It's and, good though. Okay. Wow. Are you gonna? Are you still gonna cancel, or are you still gonna want to cancel but not do it? Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna cancel someday. <laughs> definitely. Really gonna happen. <laughs> you know, after last week's episode, the the very next day there was a commercial for an app that cancels your shit for you. Uh, they owe us money. Yeah. They owe Dan money. They stole the idea, clearly. <laughs> um, Did you sign right. up for no. it, Dustin? Oh, yeah. No, no. I think, no, because I think it might have cost them money. It probably made well, yeah, of course, of course it, cost it money. cost money. That's no, the point of the scheme. Yes. <laughs> they cancel I mean, everything else for you, but nobody's but there to cancel them. Very reasonable a, service. It's an app, so all it probably does is like show you where to go to like cancel things. And I don't need that. I can find those things. I think you should just cancel your credit card because that's way easier at this point. I have I have totally done that before to avoid <laughs> making payments. Have you really? Well, like you, all you have to do is lose it, and then you get a new card number, and then you don't have to make those shitty payments anymore. Right. 
That's true. What were you trying to avoid? I think probably at that time it was another gym membership, which I then re-signed up for and am still. <laughs> at this point, it's way too complicated because there's so many things on auto, whatever, draft, that if mm-hmm. I lost my card, I, you know, I have to go, like, 25 things you'd have to, like, update. Right. But you'd, stuck, get out no. of that, you'd get yeah. out of that gym membership. Mm-hmm. That's true. Wow. Uh, Dan, what are you drinking? <laughs> oh, uh, I'm drinking uh, Sapporo Pure, which is the Sapporo light beer, because um, I was at the Japanese market, and it was on sale. So, there you go. Um, <laughs> it's it's like, you know, it's like it's a light beer, so it doesn't taste like anything. But uh, Tori, what about you? Um, I picked up some more of that Blackberry Bramble sour beer, um, mm. because it is so freaking hot out <laughs> so hot it's so hot and i just wanted something cold and a little tart so it's going down very well right now and somehow here in portland we were it hit like 97 today we have it better off than the other portland yeah it hit like 116 today yeah i know it's, it's like safe. it's it's kind of hard to complain because yeah the pacific northwest is yeah and they just keep not- saying Heat dome. And I built for it. Yeah. Humans aren't supposed to survive like this. No. Mm-mm. It's it's also warm in Los Angeles. Okay. How yeah. warm All is right. it? <laughs> All right. It's it's humid. Ish. How how humid in the it's desert in the is 60% it? Sixty percent ish, which for the desert is a lot. Okay. <laughs> and it's actually not hot. It's like in the seventies. Oh fuck no you! Reason, so it's. <laughs> It's nice. Uh, it's a nice. Uh, it's a nice time for the whole family, just like the first. Oh no, we're ah, I had a great transition, and we, we're not doing it because we have to do Kung Fu Corner first. Oh God, uh, we can switch it around. No, 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 no. It's too late. Uh, All right, Kung Fu Corner. <laughs> we got to do Kung Fu Corner. Tori's Kung Fu Corner. Uh, you know, Dan, you'd be more invested in this if you actually watched the show. It's true. Yeah. It's tr- yeah. <laughs> Particularly this episode. Um, especially this episode, because, man, I don't know about you, Dustin, but I was waiting for episode nine so I long yeah. I got confused and thought it was episode eight that I was waiting for. Um, well, this was much better than episode eight. It was so much better. This was by far the best episode of the season. That no. sounds inaccurate to me. No, no, no I don't, really, you don't know. It truly well, that's was. True. I'm it really was. kidding. It really was the best episode of the season. Right. And I said, um, I, I like the show. But this was a really good episode. This was the show, this was the episode that my husband uh, got mad and yelled, not cool, Dan. Not because the dad on the show made him cry, but because the mom on the show made him cry. Mm. So this was a very emotional episode. Um, but here's, so here's what happened. Okay. Okay. So this is the big road trip episode where they leave uh, San Francisco and they go. Um, so Nikki goes on a, on a very awkward road trip with her new love interest and her old love interest, which like, don't do that. Don't just come up with an excuse. <laughs> you know, like, just don't don't let the ex-boyfriend invite himself along just because he's got a great car and is willing to drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, so he, he, they decide, so uh, Henry and, uh, what's his name, Derek? Derek. That's Derek. Right. Evan. Uh, <laughs> you don't know, Dan. Um, I look at IMDb. 
<laughs> uh, so Henry and uh, the, the other one decide to accompany Nikki as she goes to Canada looking for clues to her aunt's whereabouts because she wants to find out because um, her aunt was the previous sort of warrior in the family. She was the last generation's uh, chosen one. So mm -hmm. she's uh, looking for information. So she goes on this wonderful sort of nature hike. Um, but what's really great is that when she ditches the boys, mm -hmm. they have this wonderful, like non-toxic heart to heart where they're just like, they get along and they're not fighting and they're just kind of like, like not cuddling, but almost cuddling in a car. Mm -hmm. And they both agree that like, it doesn't matter what we want. Like Nikki will make, decide whatever she wants. And just, it was so well written. That scene was so well done. Um, I just really, you know, I wish somebody knew the writer and could, yeah. you know, pass that along. Um, I left the episode with a crush on Derek, like a little <laughs> crush on Derek. He was he was charming. He was very charming. It was a, it was it was the uh, the bonding moment, but it was also the car scene where they're like dancing. Yeah, yeah, the cute little moment where they both get into that song, and Nikki's in the back pretending to sleep. I had a good soundtrack on this episode too. It was a very good soundtrack. Also, there was a wolf, mm -hmm. um, and the wolf was I think it was probably like a metaphor, um, but also it was just a wolf. Um, but it was tracking her. It was tracking her through the woods, and then it got its paw stuck in a in a wolf in a oh, yeah. in a trap, and she she let it go, and it it didn't attack her, mm -hmm. which was very nice of the wolf. I thought that was you know. Hey Dad, I just out of curiosity, I, I you probably wouldn't know, but uh, do writers have any idea what songs can be playing when they write a scene like that? Uh, in my understanding of it, the writers generally, they might have, a, they might have a theory or they might have something in mind, but it'll come down to what the show can afford and what the, the bosses so want, basically. Do so. the actors know what song will be playing that they're bopping to? Oh, definitely not. Not, no. not at that stage. That's, that's no. pretty funny. That's, that's pretty funny. They're just sort of bopping randomly and hoping that... It sort of matches with the song. Oh, yeah, it's funny. I mean, I think I think that in when in shows they might pick a song or they might like temp in a song while they're filming, right? Um, maybe, but it's not going to be. Uh, it's it, it. You can't guarantee that it's the that it's going to actually be the song. So, I feel like that song is a song I know. I don't remember what it was, uh, so it must have cost a little bit of money. Yeah. I also feel like sometimes um, shows can do like uh, bulk deals with certain publishers mm. and kind of pre-clear maybe a few tracks um, that they can insert, but I might be wrong. Uh, that is something I have no knowledge of. It was I was listening to uh, Rob Lowe's podcast this week. He was, had Jimmy Kimmel on. This is sort of tangentially related. Uh, and they were they were talking about how they love to like play this game where they like play 80s songs, and who can identify the song the quickest? Like, they both say they can do it in, like, three notes or whatever. And, like, Rob Lowe's like, we got to do that on your show. And Kimmel's like, we can't because it would cost too much money to get the rights yeah. to all of those songs. Right, right. He says it's, like, $5,000 every time you want to play a song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because you have to factor in, it's not just, um, so, it used to be a little bit easier, but now that shows go on to streaming, Right. And they go international. And there's no, you want the show to be viable 
um, in perpetuity. So like every song that you're clearing, you have to clear it for the amount of time it's going to be on screen. Right. In all territories, in right. all media, for the rest of time. Right. Because you need to keep the flexibility because you don't know what will happen to your show. Right. Because that's and why a lot of older shows don't didn't get put on. Some of them aren't on streaming because they were, you know, shows from like the 70s or whatever. The or 80s like they, they had songs in them. It's the music clearances that'll hold it up. Right. And it's too it's either too complex or too not they decide it's not worth it to renegotiate all of that to put it right. on streaming. Cuz the only way you could do it would be to strip the music. Right. There are some shows that, like, I know this was a thing when Skins got broadcast um, on BBC America. There were a bunch of pop, you know, like, kind of current British bands that were on the, but they had only cleared, because they were, it was like, at that point, nobody thought that it would go anywhere. Right. Um, so they only cleared it for that territory. And then when they went to, they're like, oh, well, we actually want to distribute it internationally. Like, let's re-clear the music. And the band started asking for more money. And right. they couldn't, so a lot of the original, so there people were complaining when the show got brought to the U.S. that a bunch of the songs that made the show, like, really good, because mm -hmm. they had illegally streamed it and knew what the show was in the U.K., like, right. those songs had been replaced. That happened a lot, too, when DVD was becoming big. Yeah. Um, like, that happened with uh, Scrubs. There are some episodes of Scrubs on DVD where oh, yeah. the music is different, because they didn't, because at the time when they shot it, they didn't clear it for DVD. Um, yeah, Hulu they didn't know it's going to be a thing. Yeah, or or for streaming. Yeah, totally. yeah. And that's why it's now. It's usually the language is something like uh, all media now known or hereafter devised. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just to keep it real loose because <laughs> you don't know. Like you know, the the landscape is changing so quickly. Right. When it's all on hologram cube. Yeah. Then you can still get the original music. Yeah. I have to tell this really quick story because it's TV related. Uh, from the Rob Lowe podcast, I wrote it about wrote about it on Uproxx, but it was like. I don't know, it's like funny, but also like not funny. So in 2010, at the Golden Globes, uh, Michael C. Hall won uh, for Dexter, Best Actor. And Rob, Rob Lowe is like best friends with, uh, or he was best friends with uh, the late Bill Paxton. Oh. And yeah, but, um, and Rob Lowe said that you could read uh, Bill Paxton's lips uh, when Michael C. Hall won the award and uh, I went back and checked the clip, and you can absolutely see what he's saying. And Rob Lowe is absolutely right. He says, oh, man, the cancer card. <laughs> You're like, oh, no. Because that's when, when uh, Michael Big. C. Hall, yeah, he had cancer that year. Yeah, but, and, I mean, did was Paxton up against him? Yes, yes. When Paxton lost, and they, they announced the award to right. Michael C. Hall. Okay. And, you know. They have the boxes with all the people. Yeah, with all the people. And you can see yeah. him say, oh, God. You can see him, oh, the cancer card. <laughs> so, like, he, so he would have been on Big Love, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was like, this was after the fourth season of Dexter, which was like the best season. And yeah. it was also the fourth season of Big Love, which was a shitty season. It was not the best so, season. No. No. Um, honestly, that show maybe had like two good seasons. Yeah, I think so. Kind of I, I've never seen Big Love. The first season was really interesting, and uh, then I uh, I watched the pilot. Yeah, and that might have been it. It kind of went way too long for yeah what it was. It had a, a certain, good cast though. Oh, yeah, the cast was great. Um, 
Dexter, you know, and you can't really fault Big Love because, like, Dexter also went off the rails. <laughs> yes, but not until after the fourth season. Right. Then I got oh, man. I was can't the believe... fourth season the John Lithgow, Lithgow yes. season? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. And the Rita season. Oh, God. That, that moment. Oh. Still yeah. sticks with me. Woo. Yeah. Anyway, I got off track, but I thought it was a very interesting funny also not funny and Rob Lowe was like you know social media had been what it was back then he did they'd have ripped him a new one yeah and now everyone's bringing it up now mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Kung Fu Corner <laughs> <laughs> talking about talking about lip reading and um, speaking of things from 10 plus years ago that are now it, current oh yeah, again. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Dustin wanted to talk for some reason about uh, this show that uh, I believe Tori has the best reading of the title. So Tori, do you know? Oh, um, High School Musical, the musical, the series? Yes. 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 How many colons is that? <laughs> <laughs> too many. I believe it's two. Two. But there could like, be more. Yeah. The original movie was 15 years ago. 2006, I think. That's insane. Yeah, Absolutely. Zac Efron is like a middle-aged man now. Yes. <laughs> I didn't really realize how big the original movie was until I started watching High School Musical, the series. I can't say it. Sorry. High School Musical, the musical, the series. Thank you. Anyway, uh, this weekend, uh, my daughter was like, Dad, I want to show you this. And... She, like, she introduced me to a show, which was very, very sweet. And I was like, yes, I will, of course, watch anything you want me to watch. And it turned out to be this. And, oh, my God, it's really, like, today, when my daughter wasn't around, I watched two more episodes. That's what I'll say. <laughs> so you're not even doing the one wow. thing. You're supposed to be watching it with her. Well, I, you know, there's... It's bonding. Two, there's two seasons. We're in the first season. I want to. I want to hurry up and get to the second season because I want to see what's happening. But, so, so explain the premise. Okay, so uh, it's fictional. I and, and I didn't know that. I thought it was like um, a reality show. Yeah, it's not. It's like, but it does take place in the Salt Lake City that the original film was filmed. Okay. I guess. Okay. So. And, and I think that might be fictional too. So it's not actually that school, but they say it is. And basically it's Glee, only, uh, so the whole season they're putting on a version of high school, the musical, for the school play. So somebody and, has adapted High School Musical, the movie, into a musical play. Yes. And these fictional high schoolers are, are playing the characters from the fictional movie. Yeah, well, they're like, you know, they go in, they audition, and then right. there's a lot of drama surrounding who gets what, but there's also, like, the characters sort of mirror the movie characters in some ways, although I haven't seen the movie, it's pretty easy to figure out. <laughs> but it, it reminds me a lot of, like, the first season of Glee, when Glee was still fun. It's like... Uh, Glee I was music... fun for quite a while, I'll have you know. Um, yeah, and the music is like really catchy and fun. And Olivia Rodrigo, Olivia Rodrigo is who's like the biggest star on the planet right now. 
was is on the show. Oh. Yeah, she's the lead. She plays the person who gets the Vanessa Hudgens part. Okay. And but it's what's interesting about her is like outside of the Disney world, she's like a huge musician right now. Right. Yeah. And and she's not exactly Disney esque in her music. Right. I don't know if, how well you know her music. Uh, I know she it was well. on SNL. Was she? Right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I guess I just didn't pay attention to that because I didn't, I, I didn't know her at the time. But she's like 18 and like really good. She's very Taylor Swift sort of ish, but like a little harder edge maybe. I don't know. She's great and she's really good in the series and the cast is very Disney, but not. They use there's a couple of bleep curse words in it. Ooh. Or whatever that's worth. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's really charming and lovely and a good show to watch with your kids and also maybe by yourself. <laughs> well, what I've gotten from this is that you're uh-huh. open to requests as long as one of your children make those requests. Mm. So how do yes. I get in touch with your daughters <laughs> to get them to make you watch DuckTales? Mm. Mm. It's on Disney. It's know. on Disney Plus. <laughs> Uh, yeah. They don't watch that right now. Is there a lot of musical numbers? Yes. My daughter. Oh, there are. <laughs> Shit. There are so many. <laughs> you know, uh, in... uh, Tori, I was going to say that the, um, I, I think, I think your, your conduit here might actually be producer Seth, because I feel like producer Seth can, uh, yeah. can get the ear of, uh, of these children. And, um, uh, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, producer Seth, if you're listening, <laughs> and he is, and he he will be eventually. Uh, let's let's talk offline. We can we can scheme a bit. Hmm. Hmm. hmm yes. So, Dustin, I have a question. Uh, how would you stack this up compared to so uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series, was one of the early shows uh, to come out of like Disney Plus's kind of like initial offerings. Um, and I know you're watching season one right now, so that's kind of like the, the the beginning of it. But how do you how would you compare it to say like either Mighty Ducks or um, uh, what's Big the Shot. other one? Uh, Big Shot, yeah. And there was also another one that came out this week with uh, Tony Hale. Yeah. Like, oh right, uh, Mysterious Benedict Society. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's as good or better than them, and they're all pretty good shows. Hmm. I mean, they're family friendly. But... Yeah. Oh my God, the poor dog. I know. All right, I'll let the damn dog out. You guys <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. Keep the podcast going. <laughs> it was like, was she like in the microphone? <laughs> Seemed like she was like trying to eat it. Or yeah. Something. Like I will get your attention. <laughs> I just picture her with her her head on the table. Mm. Poor um. Dog. Uh, well, we might as well move on to uh, a Tory pick of the week. After. Yes, uh, it's and it's Clarkson's Farm, which Clark- I have yeah. I have never heard of. I also probably should have checked that that's actually the title. I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. Uh, it's on. Right. It's on Amazon right now. Um, you guys know that I have that weird affection for the old Top Gear hosts, um, and and after the Grand Tour wrapped up, Jeremy Clarkson, the giant asshole host uh went on to 
basically create a show where, so after, I, I guess after Grand Tour ended, um, he, I guess it's not canceled. They'll still do specials or whatever. But he moved back to this farm that he had bought, this thousand acre farm in the British countryside. Mm -hmm. And he had nothing to do. So he decided to actually run the farm as opposed to having the other people who had been running it in his absence do it. Uh, so he moved there with his girlfriend and started running this farm full time and then turned that into a show. Uh, but it's actually really funny because you have this older guy who is part of it's very humbling for Clarkson because you have a bunch of like he has all these helpers there's this kid named Caleb who's 21 has like doesn't read books has never left this like province or whatever you know this like town uh in the British countryside he you know not cultured but knows how to run every piece of machinery and thinks Jeremy Clarkson is the biggest idiot and just swears at him the whole time because Clarkson will like screw something up um <laughs> he's always getting machines stuck and and breaking things and this kid has to come and bail him out um so it, it's partly that it's him learning you know having everyone tell him he's doing everything wrong um mm -hmm. but there's also part of it where he he's you know, coming up with, with schemes to make money. Um, and that's kind of interesting, but there's also a very practical, like he's so out of his element that it becomes almost like a nature documentary. Like he's genuinely, because he's genuinely trying to learn things, he's actually, it becomes almost educational. Okay, um, okay. and so there's like, as the, as the show goes on, he, he, one of the things he's trying to do with some of the farmland is, uh, encourage, uh, it calls like wilding it which is like just letting it kind of go wild and encourage you know more species to to settle there get a lot of insects get a lot of birds get a lot of whatever so he's like actually trying to develop the land as a preserve okay um sounds like somebody just didn't want to mow <laughs> he goes through so much ever he's like i'm gonna build a, a pond and like fill it with fish and i'm gonna build these owl houses and like but it, it's just so weird because i mean he's hardly david attenborough mm -hmm. but it's also not the clarkson that you're used to um so it's it's kind of an entertaining show and what's where i'm curious where it's going like if that were it that would not yeah you know, i feel like it i thought it would wear the appeal would wear off but every episode they they've kind of structured it really well where it's not the same thing like he's facing new challenges every episode. Okay. And so you're getting this really like holistic view. It's, it's not like a, a very, the concept sounds simple, but there's a lot more going on. Um, right. But also the timing of it, he, he, the, the series starts in September, 2019. Um, and they had the worst period of rain, like actual torrential, just like flooding, like farms were wiped out. It was just the worst season to start farming. Mm -hmm. ever like the you know there was nothing to do with the land but it's also 2019 so he so right now like the next episode i haven't watched it yet i'm like three episodes in four episodes in and the and the next episode it's it's march 2020 he's going to be facing it's now everything is shut down oh, okay so you're also it, it ended up like that wasn't the original concept of the show but it's going to end up being a you know now jeremy clarkson is stuck on his farm during a pandemic right right um but yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, I found it more, it was more entertaining, certainly than some of the other spinoff shows that the other hosts have done. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's also funny, there was one callback that I didn't, for some reason, I didn't think it was real. 
but there was one part in the grand tour where as a gag it was like they make a bet and if um if clarkson lost the bet hammond and may were allowed to blow up his house and this was literally the house at this thousand acre farm uh-huh and so you see them blow up a house and I kind of was like, oh, they probably just bought it. That wasn't actually Clarkson's house. They probably bought some old house and like, you know, demolished it or whatever. And it was just a gag for the show. Right. Um, and it may, that may still be the case, except that with this show, as it's picked up, um, there's a bit where he wants to start like a, a farm stand. And so he's getting approvals. And the first time he does the round of approvals with the town, it goes on. He's, de- he's denied. And then the crew goes out and starts interviewing townspeople to see why they declined Jeremy Clarkson. And they're like, you know, and it's literally these like, you know, locals. And they're like, we don't really trust him. Like he causes a lot of problems. He blew up a house and it scared everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't know what he's up to. Right. And so I was like, oh damn, that bit in the grand tour. And they don't really explain it. You just see a shot of like Hammond pushing down the thing and like this house blowing up. I'm like, so they really did that. Yeah. This was really his house. <laughs> That's kind of amazing. Like that 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 makes me want to watch more than anything. Yeah. So far. Because <laughs> uh, I mean I didn't watch uh, uh, the Grand Tour or uh, Top Gear. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Well, I guess you'd have to see that one episode of Grand Tour where they blow yeah. up the house to make it make sense. But uh, yeah. I like that there's payoff across. Uh, across the series there's a cinematic universe for the top gear guys it's just clarkson being an asshole in different places <laughs> um but it's cute he does he'll he'll reference little things where it's like i don't even it doesn't even matter what show it's from it's just referencing his kind of like like oh i had a pair of binoculars like that they're in an, a police impound you know stuck in a car at a police impound in argentina you know like it's just referencing other things that he's done but uh yeah. but then he's just useless He's completely out of his element and trying to, you know, his, the first episode he buys a tractor that is entirely too big, but it's a Lamborghini brand tractor. So he's like, I got a Lamborghini. And everyone's like, that will not work on this farm. Like you're, he can't even get it in the barn. Um, so anyway, it's, uh, it's on Amazon. It was more entertaining. It's been just pleasant. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Very beautiful scenery. <laughs> uh, I have uh, I have two questions, Tori. Okay. Uh, the first one: Do you think that you you enjoyed this show more because you also live in the in nature and like that this is like so it's, it's so this is a, this is like I identify I can bond with this I identify with this experience of having the land go to go to the go back to nature and well i will say um as i've been struggling to get a vegetable garden going (laughs) i do view his tractors with envy Mm. i would love to just till a little plot um but yeah it's i it's not unrelated that's fair dan (laughs) okay and my my second question completely unrelated uh is uh whether you've seen it or not and i haven't so i have no idea what I'm talking about, but uh, th- this uh, the idea of uh, someone tooling around on a farm and being uh, running into problems reminded me of uh, the fact that I had heard that s- stretches of the show very cavalieri had to deal with Jay Cutler apparently buying a farm with Kristen Cavalieri and then like deciding he's going to be a farmer and not being good at it. Um, so <laughs> is is this as is this as I as uh, is this similar to that show? <laughs> 
Um, Based I, on nothing, because I, I, I doubt you've seen it. <laughs> I have not seen it. I have no idea, but I now very much like the idea that Clarkson just ripped off uh, Kristen Cavallari. <laughs> so, you know, I think, Does, I think that makes sense. Okay. You think Jay Cutler drives around on a tractor, like with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth? I think he definitely thinks he does, whether he actually does or not. Like I feel like that's a, that's some like that was why he maybe that's why he bought the farm because he had mm. that image in his mind. Well, so the mm. real trick is when you drive your tractor, and I mean it doesn't even have to be a tractor; it can just be like your lawnmower. But you you drive it to let's say the gas station general store <laughs> down the road uh, instead of driving your car. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually a, there was one year in Vermont where they had, I think within a, like the span of a month, two different DUI on tractors. Like people thought that they wouldn't get busted for driving drunk if they were on the, if they were driving their tractor. So they would oh, okay. like take their tractor into town. Right. Cause they're like, Oh, I'm drunk. But Let like, me drive this. Yeah, it's not a car. I can't go that fast. And it's like, yeah, but if you're swerving, you'll still get pulled over in a tractor. Yeah. Um, one of the people who got busted was a school teacher, which is a little awkward because that's that gets put in the local paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, so sense. anyway, don't drive your tractor drunk on public roads. Good to know. On on your own property too, it probably would also be a bad idea. Right. But also, especially on public roads. Guys, I, I hate to interrupt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking out my window and I thought I saw a reflection of like um, a, another window with somebody looking out the window. And I thought my daughters were looking out the window and was creeping my shit out. But I realized that it's actually the next door neighbor and she's like 80 and she's topless and trying to stick a fan in her window. And this is very awkward. Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so did you think your twins were the... Well, at boo? first it was just like, no, it was just like a silhouette of somebody okay. like, oh, but I, like, it's so hot that I don't think this person has ever opened their shades before. So I've never seen in or right across until tonight. And then, oh my God. Okay, like, wait. How topless? <laughs> Like yeah. bra or no bra? Uh, bra, bra. Oh, but that's so, barely, okay. that's not okay. okay. Well, she's not wearing a shirt, and she's like eighty-five, and she wears oxygen, so it's still like. Don't uh, maybe it's a bikini top. It's maybe, also very maybe. hot. It yeah. is so hot. It is so hot. It was just a creepy sort of image to see right in front of me. Don't you know, don't shame her. <laughs> Dustin, not, there's no Dustin, shame. Dustin, Come on, there's in, no shame. In, in her version of this story, she said. <laughs> That neighbor across the street was looking at me while I was topless. <laughs> You're the weird one. You're the weird one. Hmm. How right. close are your neighbors? No, it's not very close. I mean, it's it's not across the street. It's like next door, but there's like a, you know a good deal of space between the houses and like a fence. But I could still still see clearly into her window because the lights are on and nothing else is, and it's dark everywhere else. So you can see and wow. Well, and granted, you're sitting in a darkened room with your face against, pressed against the glass. So. Exactly. Right, yes. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're literally peeping, yeah. Huh. Huh. Uh, <laughs> that's a good, tra- that's creepy enough to be a good transition to Lizzie's so. story. That, so. that was my thought. <laughs> I like that. Also, it's kind of like television if you're just looking at a window. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what is television but a window into a fictional home? <laughs> <laughs> what is television? <laughs> Anyway, I haven't seen this show either, so you guys have to have don't to tell start, me. Man. I know it's Just I know it's don't. Stephen King. Okay, so we've talked about it a lot, and yes. I I feel like we've Dustin and I have made our opinions on this show fairly clear. Um, it's a bit of a mess, but the reason I wanted to bring it up, and I'll make it fast. Uh, this week, some things gelled for me, um, not in the sense that I think the show is better, but I feel like I can more firmly articulate uh, why the show is perhaps. <sighs> poorly conceived mm-hmm. like i feel like the balance is just off so here's so let me try to explain the most recent episode uh first thing to know is that it it the events in it are a direct continuation of the previous week which is basically uh lisey lisey uh julianne moore's character has been beaten up and slashed with a pizza cutter actually i think that happened two weeks ago so for the for two entire episodes after the attack, she just sort of wanders around with a blanket on and, uh-huh. and sits by a pool and uh-huh. has flashbacks. But she doesn't have one flashback. She has multiple flashbacks that overlap. So you have two episodes where almost nothing happens in the present. But like in this week's episode, she flashes back to a, a, to a point in the more recent past, her husband is alive, but they're still at this, they're, they're married and they're living in this house. Um, and he gets lost in the Booyah Moon world territory. And it's this, this time when she has to figure out how to enter that space to save him. So it's, it's supposed to be the reveal that like, it's not that he takes her, she figured out how to go on her own. So that's one flashback thread. Then there is another flashback where she is remembering their honeymoon, uh, which is when he originally took her to the Booyah Moon territory and also explained how his the the only time he ever talked about his his childhood and the abuses that he suffered at the hands of his father and how his brother died. Um, But that everything that he says about his childhood is is also is depicted as his own flashback. So you have a Clive Owen flashback occurring in a Julianne Moore flashback. <laughs> and it is, so you've got, I mean, it's just, it is flashback inception. Um, and so, and these flashbacks are occurring sort of overlapping while Lysi is just sitting by this pool talking What's to herself. That? That's all, Lysi, all she ever does is just listen to other people tell her flashbacks. Right, and, but yeah, it's all, it, every, so the entire show, and I, there's so, and I understand, like, look, in a novel, Wait, have I'm you sure read the book? it would, I, I have not read the book. Oh, okay. And that's part of it. I've read a lot of Stephen King books. This is not a book I've read, so I'm not sure how they balance it in a novel, but I can imagine, like, it's a little bit more seamless. But when you're in... Oh. When you're doing, because it's not even a bingeable show. It's happening week to week. It's one of those shows where I'm like, would it even be better if they just put all of the episodes together? Because individually, none of these episodes stand on their own. Mm-hmm. There is no arc to a given episode. Um, they really, it is, which is fine. Like, I think they're all supposed to be part of a seamless whole. Uh, but you have to wait week to week. So you sit there and go, like, nothing has happened in the present. And the show is so concerned in the past. Maybe it should just have taken place 
in the past, since that's where everything seems to be happening. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, you know, I'm still curious where it's going to go. But I think part of that's where my problem is, is that not enough stuff is happening in the present to make me feel like there's any dramatic mm. pull. Mm-hmm. She's just trying to go to the secret world or whatever. To but save. she's not even trying at this point. I, like, I know, like, we all can tell the setup. She's got to figure out how to go there to, like, save her sister or something. But, like, the show is dragging it out so much that it's... Oh. <sighs> yeah. I do like Michael Pitt in it, even though I don't like Michael Pitt, but he's really good. Yeah, he plays the um, Scott Landon's dad, the, like, abusive dad. Um, and, yeah, he was great in it. I, he was unrecognizable. Yes. Um, but, and everyone's great. Dane DeHaan is great in it when oh, he's around. Uh, uh, you know, everyone is really, I mean, Julianne Moore, for what she's given to do, is really good in it. And it's got really great cinematography. Yeah. It's just not a very good story. Yeah, it's just, and I don't know if it's, it's part of it's the pacing, but it's, it, it's one of those things where, like, if that was the way the story unfolded in the book, that's fine, but I'm, I'm, there had to be other ways of depicting it for a television show. Because there's mm-hmm. just no forward momentum. And Dustin, did you read the book? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I, I don't think I had ever even heard of it until the series came out. Yeah. He, he's written a lot of books. Yeah, he's written a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out. Like, I've read a lot of them, but I am not a completist. <laughs> I was looking at it to see how, just because uh, I was curious, because I know Stephen King did the actual uh, writing for the series, too. Right, he wrote all um, the episodes. Yeah, so I was just curious how often that's happened. And one, not that often, but uh, the other thing that struck me was looking at his IMDb as writer, and I mean, that includes, like, you know, um, like story when it's just credits. based on, yeah, story by or when it's based on his book or whatever, but he has, like, 300-something credits. Jesus. So. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. He's he's written a lot. People people adapt it. So, I'm pouring my second bottle of wine into the. Uh... Holy crap, wow. Dustin! What is I'm this not... bottle? Uh, it's a rosé. Okay. Are you mixing Very... or did you finish? No, I finished it. So, and I didn't pour the whole bottle yet. Let's see how it goes. It's been <laughs> a while, guys. Did you put ice in there or? Yeah. No, I, I pulled the, it was a rosé, so I pulled it out of the freezer, uh, refrigerator. That's cool. But you, you still have your glass of water, right? Uh, no, no, it's gone. Go get, go get yourself some water. <laughs> no, no, I had a drink. I mean, I drank it all. <laughs> we know you've had a drink. Oh, man. Oh, all right. Well, well uh, let's, let's get through this show before you Yeah, let's move on. Uh, I, I kind of, I know it's not listed this way in, in our uh, pre-show doc, but I kind of want to move to Loki next. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Good um, just because I feel like we're going to, Mythic Quest will be our most uh, controversial yeah. uh, mm. segment. And, and actually, you know, Loki as another show that we're still not, you know, more more positive on, but still kind mm-hmm. of on the fence about. Yeah. A, a bit of a, also, time travel. Right. Kind there of you go. flashbacks. Yeah. So... Uh, episode three, we're now halfway through uh, the series um, right. or the season, if there's more. But um, I don't, I still don't know how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. Like, I I watched it. I enjoyed, generally enjoyed the episode and the production value. And um, I'm, 
I'm I think I'm having fun, even though you know mm. this episode had no Owen Wilson basically. That was yeah. the problem. Um, yeah. But uh, but I still don't feel like. I don't know. There, there are people who are enjoying it and like love it, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is so crazy and so yeah. well done." And I, I feel like, like I feel like I'm missing something because I, I appreciate it's, it's really well done, but I don't feel an attachment to it yet. I'm, and, I agree, and I'm really. I think with every episode that goes by, it seems to be for me. It's putting more and more weight on the back half of the season. Because to me, the show is just so straightforward right now. Mm-hmm. And there there has to be a twist. Right. Like, you can't do a show about Loki and not have there be a bunch of lies and backstabbing and twists. Right. But it's harder to see where those are happening yet. Um, and so every episode that goes by where, where it is straightforward, or seemingly that way, I'm looking for the cracks. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, it can't it can't go on like this. Something right. has to give. Like, right. this cannot be the show. So, yeah, I mean, this was seemingly a very straightforward kind of a bottle episode. Where it's, it's, uh, it's called Lamentus. And it's just Loki and his, uh, the variant that he's been chasing. Which is a female version of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're stranded on a moon that is about to... to get crashed into by a planet. Right. Um, so it's an apocalypse that's, you know, a couple hours away and they have to tr- try and find a way off. Uh, they have to work together to try and to get off. And even during the course of the episode, they don't succeed. They don't like the episode didn't even give you closure on that. Right. Right. Like, it ends with them failing and it seeming like it, they're, they're stuck. Like all is lost. Yeah. Right. Um, I think there are a couple of, uh, and so even and then the reveals that have happened, you know, where it's like, no, she really is a, a lady version of Loki, but she probably is also an MCU version of a particular uh, comic version of the Enchantress, who is a different character. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like they're kind of melding these two things. Um, right. So, you know, that's not like a big reveal. Uh, we still don't know who Richard E. Grant is. We still don't, you know. His, his IMDb credits shrink by the day. By the day, yeah. Literally every episode it goes down. So, uh, you know, maybe he's not in it. Maybe he's like a, a voice. Um, no idea. Uh, I, where I think it'll get interesting is the whole episode seemed to be building building this connection between the two characters. It's, mm-hmm. you know... Um, and I just can't bring myself to take it at face value. Right. Mm. It very much felt like one of those Doctor Who episodes where the two doctors meet. Yeah. And then, except it, it wasn't one of the Russell T. Davies. It was like a Moffat one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where they're going to unwind it in the like last... If it was one episode, they're unwinding it in the last five minutes. Right. Right. And it's, it's just that they're waiting like that right. unwinding hasn't happened but right. yeah whatever it like I, it definitely had that moffat feeling where like right. whatever we just watched is not going to matter right and they um, they they lean into that pretty hard with the when the two loki's are are speaking and um and the 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 female variant they basically like propose the theory that i mean as as she's talking about her powers they essentially like put into into text into dialogue the theory that oh this could all be her pulling one over on Loki, yeah, and um, you see and, her try it earlier in the episode, right, right, and it fails, but then that doesn't mean that it actually like that could have been her tricking him, right, because she's already got control over him, 
Um, yeah. And, uh, and which it, would be which would be fine, I think. But it was it was at least for me in my brain, it 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 put it it put me in that place where I'm thinking like, oh, they hit it so hard on the nose that obviously has to be what's happening. But they know right. that we're gonna think that. So maybe it's not what's happening, but they know that we're going to think that maybe it's not what's happening. Like, I became, like, what's his name in uh, Princess Bride, where I'm, like, thinking myself into a circle. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I went back and forth, too, because I was like, it's either that, based on the time where you see her holding his head and, like, mm-hmm. attempting it earlier, mm-hmm. or it's the opposite, where it's like she finally reveals the trick and he will do it later on in the season. Right. Like, it's going to pay off one way or the other, but there's no way that yeah this enchanting thing is like not playing a part between the two of them there right. also was the fact that multiple times during the episode the the two of them say something like you know do you trust me do we trust each other do you trust 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 and they're like hey, you know, and it's supposed to be like yes building up that level of trust except i'm like no <laughs> like it is there's no way you two could possibly trust each other so like right. the more every time they said trust i was like that just makes me know that, like, this is not what it appears to be. Like, one of them has to be pulling something over on the other one. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I If the, it's uh, not a head thing, then I assume the TVA will show up next week and save them. The only interesting thing about this episode, I thought, was it was something I didn't even know until I read Tori's recap, which is... Um, all of the uh, TVA people are humans variants. Or the yeah. timekeepers are oh, humans. Oh, right, 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 yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so I think that's kind of what that, I mean, that was a, that was basically the, the real reveal of this episode. Um, right. Was that the timekeepers themselves are not as godlike as they're letting the TVA think. Because like Mobius had said, had told, had explained the genesis of the TVA and, and said that the timekeepers created them all. Right. Um, and so you find out that that's not the case. They're all variants who had their minds wiped. Um, so the timekeepers are lying, but it also means that all of those agents in the TVA, there are versions of them have or currently exist in the timeline. Right. Um, so obviously jet skiing Owen Wilson. Right, we're definitely, it, it seems like uh, with that revelation, we're going to get jet skiing Owen Wilson at some point. We um, have to. We have which, to. Which would be fine. Um, it's all that, I want. That also leads me to another question, which is weird, which is, which I didn't think about until now, but um, the, so it, with that revelation and with the idea that, you know, the timekeepers are lying, um, and that they're, you know, wh- whatever it is, whatever they're covering up or whether they're not they even exist or whatever, whatever it ends up being, it leaves the show without a villain. Like it, cause, cause it doesn't feel like, I don't know that it feels like that's clearly going to be the big bad that is unwound in some way, or maybe they win. I don't know. And that's what leads to the multiverse in the Dr. Strange movie. But, yeah. um, whatever it is, it, it seems like what they're, what Loki is going to end up fighting is clearly not just the female variant. So no, it's yeah. so, but then, but then we don't know, we still have no personification of the bad guy. Um, well, that's Richard D. Grant, obviously. Well, <laughs> yeah. So one of the, so I think it's, and it's also tricky because you have a show where Loki 
and this is where I, I actually appreciate that they did this kind of time displaced version of Loki. Because mm-hmm. you have the Loki that we're watching is a Loki that is coming straight out of the events of the Avengers. Like right. he is at his villainous peak. Right. Like he just he just brought an army of aliens to try and take over the Earth. Um, so looking for a villain in a show where the main character is a villain mm-hmm. already is kind of an interesting thing because to to look for an outside villain is to kind of accept the fact that that Loki isn't it. Right. Right. Um, and you're dealing with multiple Lokis. So right. one of them, they could all be, one of them could be worse. One of them right. could, you know, and so, yeah, you kind of, I start feeling like it's that cup game where you just like, feel like, I don't know where the ball is. Like it's under one of the cups, but you have a bunch of potential villains in a way. Mm-hmm. We just don't know which way the show is leaning. I do mm-hmm. think the timekeepers are going to be the big villain, but I also think like we know that if the speculation is true and Kang the Conqueror is one of the timekeepers, he's he's supposed to show up in the Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. Would they have him appear in Loki first? Mm-hmm. Um, especially if he would be the big bad, you know, assuming if he were to be the big bad in Doctor Strange. Right. I think it, no, is it Doctor Strange or is it the Ant-Man movie? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. He's confirmed for one of them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, so if that's coming, would they would they seed him in in a Disney Plus show first? That would be a big step for Disney for Marvel, right? Actually, like giving that much potential to um, one of the series, right? But yeah, I don't know. Like, I do think obviously, I do think the Timekeepers are are going to be ultimately the big bad. I just don't know how much of a presence they'll physically be. Mm-hmm. Right, and that that's a really good point too. That. Um... There is, I mean, honestly, I would be very impressed if somehow all of this stuff worked out to where we're reminded at the end that, like, oh, no, this Loki is a bad guy. And, like, he may have made some growth, but he's still a bad guy. And so, right. ultimately, we are following the villain of the story, even though whatever he does, uh, or they do, if it's him and the variant, then, like, ends up leading to, you know, whatever future thing. Um, but, but he's never fully redeemed. Uh, right. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be cool if they could pull that off. Um, I don't know if that's where we're headed, but it, it's a, that's a good point. I just think they're, they're trying so hard to make him seem sympathetic right now. And I just, I wonder, cause we know he has the potential for growth, but that right. took years in right. the MCU. Right. So how much are they actually going to get done in this, in this series? Right. Um, especially when to a certain extent, cause they've also like, we know that, uh, this variant that the, that Sylvie, um, the lady version that he's been tracking, mm-hmm. um, she's supposed to be like the even better slash worse Loki, right? Right, right. Like she kills people and she's just, you know, horrendous. But she doesn't seem that bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of like, I'm not convinced that Loki is actually a less bad version like she seems fine like Mm -hmm. he could still be the bigger villain Mm -hmm. um i do think that's one of the things that i enjoy about the show but i also think it's a very tenuous um proposition because it's like right now there's so much unknown Mm -hmm. and again it really comes down to how the back half of the season shakes out like i do not have enough in these three episodes to decide like, this is not, like, I felt like when I was watching WandaVision, I could appreciate the journey. Every mm-hmm. episode was interest, interesting on its own. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I enjoy Loki, but I do feel like so much of how I view that series, this series, is going to be determined on how it how it ends. Right. Yeah, and that that's a that's a really, I mean, that's a tough bar because there's a lot of, as we've seen, there, there's nothing fan, a fandom loves more than to be like, you ruined my life by <laughs> wasting my time because the ending didn't work out for me. But it's also so tough because I'm like, there. I feel like there has to be a twist. Mm-hmm. So it has to be a good twist. Right. But also, like, what if there isn't a twist? Right. The t- if the twist is it's that, just there, that is there isn't a twist. A twist? Right. Like, I don't know if I would be disappointed or impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we've already, you know, as usual with MCU, we're spending way too much time thinking about what could possibly happen. Right. Um but that's that's kind of what they're designed for in a way is is like they're just, they're they're almost designed for this kind of speculative conversation um, as much as anything else. Yeah, it's definitely better than Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, for my money. But that was also definitely the most straightforward of the three shows so far. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I liked um, Kurt Russell's kid a lot. Oh, he yeah, he's great. You mean uh, the star of Lodge Forty Nine? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back. Any chance to mention Lodge Forty Nine? Uh, I will do it. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, there's three episodes left of uh, of Loki, and uh, we'll. So in three weeks, we'll know if we were if we're enjoying ourselves or not. What's the next one? Is the next one uh, Arrow guy? Useless arrow guy. What? Oh, Hawkeye? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Is that the next series? Yeah. Oh, I think so. Although they, I'm waiting. There's they have the animated show, the What If one. Yeah, and then they have. Oh, She-Hulk probably hasn't even started filming yet. Right. They just cast the villain, but yeah, I think Hawkeye uh, would be the next one. Because that that's definitely been filming. It's probably done filming by now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so this is not uh, this is not entirely actually it's entirely movie related, not TV. But Tori, I have a question for you. Uh, <laughs> since Hawkeye came up, so uh, in Avengers Endgame, uh, Hawkeye as Ronan fights <laughs> Hiroyuki Sonata, right? Very Which briefly. was bullshit. It was right. total bullshit. Right, but Hiroyuki Sonata was in that movie, which prevented him from being zero. In John Wick three, right, the Mark right? Dacascos which, character, yeah, which ended up going to Mark Dacascos. So, do you think that that was worth it? Now that Hiroyuki Sonata is going to be in John Wick four, and Mark Dacascos got to be Zero, who was a super weird character that wouldn't have played out that way if uh, if it was uh, Sonata. I knowing that he'll be in John Wick four mm-hmm. does make me feel better about it mm-hmm. um and i do i think mark Dacascos was amazing yeah. in like i think the character and his performance like that was you're right it wouldn't have been that way if it was here you right um and i think it really worked out but i i think it's still hard to say whether it it is for the best <laughs> until i see what the role they're giving him right in john wick 4 and there are a bunch of people who've signed up for john wick 4 mm-hmm. um who I'm blanking on all the others right now, but I remember everyone that got named. It's a I was really good. Cast. Yeah, every time they yeah. add a name, it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'll see this. I mean, I was going to anyway, but sure. <laughs> I am like exponentially more excited. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I, you know, there is a part of me that's like, what conversation did Marvel have with him? Right. Because I can't imagine they showed him the script and were like, we want you to play this one guy who gets killed by Jeremy Renner Mm -hmm. in like 30 seconds. (laughs) Right. Like, I can't imagine that that was what they sold it to him on. Right. Um, I don't know if he thought it would be a bigger part or they told him there would be a flashback, you know, some some other property in the past that he could be in or he would, you know, like what they told him. But it's just such a waste. Like, why would you bring him on to let him get killed by a guy who uses arrows but happens to be using a sword right like it's just so stupid <laughs> <laughs> like he shouldn't be that good with a sword <laughs> i uh, my my guess is that the the conversation was here's all this money <laughs> yeah like they must have just been like here's all of the money have yeah. so much money yeah um, um and just to again not a movie podcast but just to talk about the uh they're doing the continental or they're trying to i don't know if that went away but they were trying to as a tv show so there you go tv time um uh <laughs> other other people new to the cast donnie yen will be in four yes that was it yes uh, bill skarsgård will be in four. Oh, uh so creepy and then you know lawrence fishman will return uh i'm i'm very hopeful that Jason Mantzoukas will return. He has and, to, right? And have more to do. Oh, yeah, because he, actually he was the one who found him. So, right. Um, yeah, he'll probably be in there for a little bit. Um, as TikTok man. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Because he said, TikTok, Mr. Wick. And, you know, <laughs> that's he has to say it at least one more time. Um, yeah. Is there so, an adult animation series that doesn't cast Mantzoukas anymore? Every single one, Menzukas has got a part in. I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah. You, you, no, I mean, it does. Yeah. Is Why? anyone more adult cartoon than <laughs> Jason Menzukas? But he always plays a version of himself. I feel like it's not... I do feel bad for him, because I don't know... I feel like with his voice, he can't avoid it. (laughs) Like, I'm sure he's actually like a very good actor. It's just really hard to tell because I can't get Jason Manzukis out of my head whenever he opens his mouth. Have you guys ever seen um, The Long Dumb Road? No. It's it's an indie movie that he was in. And it's it's uh, it's him and I'm blanking on the actor's name, but the... uh, the guy who was the kid in Grand Budapest Hotel. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, what is his name? Hang on. I'm, I'm going to look it up because it's, now it's in my brain. Um, no, not that guy. Uh, <laughs> no, not that guy. Uh, Tony Revolori. Okay. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I can find something else that he's in that you know. Uh, he's no. in Spider-Man: Homecoming. I've seen I that. I saw that. Yeah. As Flash. Oh mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one um, of the other students. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, he was. It's the two of them, and it's a road trip movie. Um, but uh, anyway, he's. It's like it's funny because he's still Jason Mantzoukas, but he toned down. Like there are moments where it becomes like a dialed up character like he plays but um there are stretches of it where he's toned down and you're like oh yeah you forget that he's a he's also a good actor um, <laughs> you know but, his sister is an uber driver in my city 
That's all I'm going to say. Cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking have you of. Been in her car? <laughs> I have not. Uh, I only know because she went on the goat hike and oh. told the goat hike people that's what she does. Oh. Cool. Mm -hmm. I think you should go on a lot of Uber rides until you mm -hmm. get her. Yeah. I should, or yeah. just keep on requesting and canceling until you get her, because I'm sure that that doesn't hurt you or anything. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I feel like we've reached our grand finale, unless we play a game, which uh, we'll see. Uh, mm -hmm. But the uh, it's time to talk the season f season two finale of Mythic Quest. Um, yes. I feel and, like you guys, I haven't talked to you about it, but I also feel like you guys didn't finish the episode with the same sort of, uh, oh my God, what the fuck is going on, that I did. But I, I think I watched it last week, so I didn't have anything to go on. Right. Oh, because like right. all the interviews and stuff came out afterwards. Right. So, yeah, I, well, I do want to start with your opinion, Dustin, because I'm, I'm curious to, I want, yeah. I want that to kind of set the baseline before Tori and I uh, tell you why you're wrong. Right. Right. No, no, I liked it a lot, but I thought that they were ending it. I thought this was going to be one of those things where they're like, fuck it, we're done. Mm -hmm. We did, we, Rob McElhaney's being all like, uh, you know, I don't know, we've done, that's all the story we got, so mm -hmm. goodbye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was my fear. Mm-hmm. So you really, you got to the end and were like, this, the show just ended and nobody told us. Yes. It felt, I mean, it felt like a very good stopping point. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would have hated it if it had had stopped then, but it still felt like a good. Right. Like if it, if it ended now, people would talk about this series for years. Like, oh my God, what a great show. Yeah. Right. That's true. I yeah. feel like that, that's, that's a, that's a good point. Dustin. And I feel like it feels like to me the ending of uh, season three of Friday Night Lights. Yes. Where it's it's they've they've constructed a satisfying ending, but you you really hope the show keeps going because uh, you want to see what comes next. But you also don't know where it's going to go. Right. But it also would yeah. have been. I mean, I think there's something about. Friday Night Lights was kind of on the bubble. Like, you always kind of knew right. the possibility of it not continuing right. was right. there. Whereas, I f if this really was the series finale, um, and for them to end it, for that to be the surprise for people, mm -hmm. uh, that would have, I mean, that would have been a real cool trick to pull. Because most shows, when they're like, if it's the last episode, you know it. Everybody you, knows, yeah. Yeah, you know it going right. in. Right. Um, so that or you at least I, have a sense. To yeah. That, yeah. But it feels like a Michael Haney thing to do. To do. I mean, to just end yeah. it and be like, you find right. out as you're watching it. Like that. I mean, he gained like 50 pounds for a season of TV. And then... Yeah. That's and then, totally and it got it. ripped. Right. Yeah. Um, no, and it's true. I mean, like, the way the, sh the finale left the characters, like, everyone was kind of gone. Mm -hmm. You know, Brad's heading to prison. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, Ian and, and Poppy leave Mythic Quest to start a new game. Right. Um, David is left behind with Joe to run a, a uh, to run Mythic Quest, which will have no which more is... possibility of expansion or growth. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it's just main. It's just purely maintenance for the existing fan base. Right. 
Um, and, uh, uh, oh God, I was going to make the joke that I the don't testers. remember the tester's name, but yeah. But then you don't remember tester the tester's is name. Gonna, tester is going to move to Berkeley. To Berkeley, yeah. Yeah, and leave her girlfriend, but the girlfriend is going to be also going to school locally while still working for Mythic Quest. Right. Yeah. If they I, had played the Green Day song, it would have felt like a proper ending to a series. Yeah. But I also like, I, I think it buys them some time. And it certainly mm-hmm. sounds like they're not done with it, but there's no rush to come up with season three. Right. Um, so I, 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 I'm obviously hopeful that there's another season. Um, oh, there and will ex- be. Yeah, yeah, there will be. But I'm excited and, for what, because we have no idea what that other season would look like. Right, because it can, it can really go wherever they want. Yeah, um, my and... my one issue with that is though is that we didn't really get to spend that much time with these characters in this off. It feels like an off like an office comedy, and we didn't get to spend that much time in this office. And I feel like they're going to go their separate ways already. This well... is this is Jim going to the other branch, and that sucked. Right, mm-hmm. but I also think. You know, so maybe they decide to to follow the characters separately. Maybe some of those characters are gone permanently. Mm-hmm. They don't come back. Or they contrive to bring the characters back together on the new game. Right. I also think, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a time jump. Yeah. Um, that would be fine. If nothing else, to get Brad out of jail. Yeah. Uh, right. I can't, yeah. that's, I think he's the one, I, the one character I would be very bummed. Like, I know the show really needs to follow Ian and Poppy. Mm-hmm. And that's the show I want to watch. Right. But um, I would be very bummed if, if this was a way of like writing Brad out of the show. Yeah. And especially because he had, he had a nice arc of growth this season. Yeah. Even though he, he at least from the outside, resets it by going to prison. <laughs> but, right. Um, it felt like a really short season, though. And I don't, I just, I want more of what they were doing. <laughs> I know. And I want them to do random. I hope they do kind of like what they did between season one and two. Like, I hope there are special episodes. I know that mm-hmm. they're not going to be quarantine episodes, but I hope there are just random one-off episodes. Yeah, because um, it turns out they're really good at those. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Yes. <laughs> um, the uh, the other thing that I loved about this finale uh, was um, it, it reminded me of another... Uh, another AMC show that I love to call back to, Halt and Catch Fire, um, yes. <laughs> because it felt like that, except for in that case, it was actually the series finale. But like the um, the the promise of like that these characters are going to go on this new adventure and it could be anything and they don't know what they're going to create yet, um, which was... That show was also really good about separating characters, but still keeping their stories intertwined. Right. Um Although they did that mostly by slicing off, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Lee Pace. Um, like he was the one who was most off on his own storyline. Yes. Um, and then the others would, I mean, because two of them were married and all of them were working together in various stages. Um, the others are all kind of orbiting each other. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I definitely enjoyed it and, I, it, it's one of those, it's, it's definitely an ending where like, if it was the ending, I would feel, uh, I felt like they reached a, they reached the end of a story, but it's not the end of the show's story. And clearly right. it's not, cause I can't imagine they're going to cancel it. So. And I, 
I kind of look forward to, and I think Dustin, you pointed this out in your review, but the fact that like they dropped the Raven's Banquet from this season, mm-hmm. I guess yeah. the Mythic Quest. Right. I like the idea that maybe the title keeps changing. Like if if the main characters aren't working on Mythic Quest anymore, right. why would it be called Mythic Quest? So mm. I, I like the idea that they've almost constructed an anthology show, but instead of it being different characters, different storyline every season, it's just literally a different title. Right. season it's still the same characters <laughs> um, well the the thing that the the studio and the network would love about that is that then it becomes a season one show every time right and then they're like oh no it's season one again guess you have to get paid at the lower rates oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh man um yeah so i don't i did want to ask one question of you guys because we didn't really get to talk about the previous episode too much oh yeah yeah uh so the the kind of the coming the reconciliation of poppy and ian mm-hmm. um did that feel rushed to you did that work for you guys um because i do think as much as i really enjoyed this finale there are a couple things where i'm like i think that and the revelation that that raven's banquet uh was the end of the game mm-hmm. um those kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. They weren't like uh, the reconciliation and and that revelation kind of. Um, I, it's not that I didn't like it, but I think that they were a little qu- quick. Yeah, I I think I agree that they are fast. Uh, I think that it helps that they, um, even though it turns out to be a, a fake out, but using. You know, even the idea of like uh, health scare, um, right? Uh, it it can you know that kind of stuff can lead to uh, rapid emotional uh, shifts, even if whether it's growth or not. But right. Um, so for the most part, I was okay with that. Um, also, I've been trying to figure out how time works on this show, and it's very flexible. <laughs> Like, there are times where, where like, it, earlier in the season especially, where, like, they would go away and come back, and then they would be like, oh, yeah, we've been working on this for weeks. I'm like, oh, so it's been, like, weeks have passed, and then the next one, it's, like, the next day. Right. right? So, um, yeah, it, it, in, in terms of, like, show time, or at least in terms of screen time, it definitely feels a little fast. But um, I didn't mind it in part because, uh, one, they were very emotionally manipulative by... <laughs> using that song. <laughs> uh, and two, like, even though Dustin uh, thought that the uh, episode with uh, CW and uh, mm. Tester Very at hard. the house, uh, and yeah, the, the play with two, you know... Amazing uh, actors. Amazing actors uh, was filler. Um, that, that episode, those two episodes, and between the, the flashback episode and that one, weirdly uh, every scene he's in in the last two episodes is informed by that in a way that wouldn't have worked without it Um, yeah yeah him leading them like the hallway like he's the one that pushes them to the revelation right Um, and also and I think the fact that like you realize that it's not Ian that recruited CW it was Ian and Poppy together Mm-hmm. Which is something that I don't think we really talk about when we talk about that um, that episode with CW. 
because it was so much his episode but at the very end of it you see him getting recruited right um and that was a detail like i hadn't quite put together Mm -hmm. um because the first season you really feel like ian is the boss and poppy was sort of the the hired gun brought in to make the vision happen um and so even though she's you you you're learning over the course of the two seasons just how reliant on each other uh poppy and i and are but i didn't realize how embedded she was in the origins of the game right um and that right down yeah right and that they did kind of essentially start off as partners um well as as much partners as they could be right um for a game that he created um initially um so yeah, I mean the fact that you like they didn't have a story for Mythic Quest until they brought on CW, and she was there for hiring CW, so mm-hmm. she she predated him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that worked. I, I you know I think that so I did like that idea of them just kind of and and it doesn't and maybe that's part of it is like we never really know the content of the game. Right. And and the shots they use are pulled from other video games. Right, it's pulled from actual games. Like other actual they games. Are? It's like yeah. yeah, it's all a mixture. It's like Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. It's um Really? They did yeah. some Assassin's Creed, I think. Yeah, I think some Assassin's Maybe Creed. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. Um, Juan was Juan literally went through one clip and pointed out every video game. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So that's the thing. Yeah, they're all like the the shots that they show in are not even from the same game. They're from right. multiple like just different games, different platforms all kind of strung together. Right. Um so I think that so we never really have a concept of what mythic quest we you know we kind of understand what it is but we don't really know the story we don't really know the game and so the idea of the expansion with raven's banquet um we don't have the context for it so it would be impossible for us to kind of go oh yeah no that totally seemed like you know Mm -hmm. the there was no the last chapter there was nowhere else for this game to go right we we needed to have the, the characters themselves come to that realization and tell us Right. Um, the uh, the only other thing that I felt like I I wish I knew what had happened um, because like it, it definitely felt like a, a thing that was cut probably for time or for pacing. Um, but if you look at the in the season finale when they're repainting uh, the character on the office for Poppy, yeah. um, you can see Derek Waters in the background there as like the the head of the art department guy, and he like just looks frustrated and tired again um, because yeah. obviously they made they're making them repaint it, um, and he he and the art department were set up as foils at the beginning of the season in a way that felt like that was going to pay off, mm, and it mm-hmm. it doesn't other than like you know jokes that like uh, dialogue jokes, but um, it just felt like oh man, there's something there that they cut that like there was some other runner that's just like you know they decided it wasn't worth it right um, um and i i just want to know what that was or like what that scene mm. was um, that's all well it's kind of i mean it's similar to i feel like they built up oh, what's the guy greg matt craig mazin oh craig mazin yeah yeah, mazin. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like i mean they obviously he was in the the flashback episode right. but um his character as the other tester right um seemed to be building up as like a new character and then he just kind of disappeared although he was kind of banished at the end of season one um oh yeah because when they went back yeah yeah i just thought um, he would still be around mm-hmm. and we didn't really see much more of 
um, the social the social media lady. Oh right. Although I think in that case it's because she's on um, other shows. Uh, on yeah, she's a regular on uh, what was that show? Home Economics. Right. It's good. Um, so because otherwise, yeah, otherwise I'm sure they would have had her more. Um, but the and she had the weirdest thing where also she was clearly trimmed out of um, in the in the Everlight episode. Um, you only see her getting killed in like the fake battle. Oh. And that's like the only time she's on screen. So I was like, oh, clearly they had her around for like a day and like maybe gave her a couple of things. But then this is the only part that stayed. Yeah. Um, huh. And yeah, we never saw her again after she wheeled virtual CW off, I think. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, because that was the where they have to sign the documents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and she never came back. She probably, never came back. probably because she was busy with her other job where she's What's a series up? regular. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. My only issue with the whole thing is like, like, okay, The Office was like nine seasons of twenty-two episodes apiece, and this has ran for two seasons of only twenty episodes, including specials. I just felt like this was a fourth season move, not a mm-hmm. second season move. But why? But I think it. I think it's impossible to tell yet, because we don't know what the outcome of it will be. Right. Sure. But I, I just feel like we didn't get to appreciate and enjoy this part of the show enough. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: like, so if the next iteration of the show is Ian and Poppy go and start a new game, and they end up recruiting all of the characters that we like from Mythic Quest. So they essentially reconstruct the office right. that we've grown that to love, and it's just a new game. So I think that's where I'm kind of like, there's no saying that that isn't exactly what they're going to do. And it may take them a couple of episodes to get everyone back together, but I'm not convinced that it's going to be the separate storylines that we're afraid of. Because there's, because like, I can't see them getting rid of David as a character, but I also can't see them following David's storyline right. separately. Yeah. separately. Like right. no one, no one cares. <laughs> right. Does this I mean, happen I, with it, video games when they die, is there like a shell company that yeah. still exists oh, to yeah. keep them going? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's still because you still need someone to make sure the servers are working and everything like that. Like you're not doing updates, but you have to have a certain staff available to for right. maintenance when they're online games like right. that. And and especially uh, creatives like top creatives, they it, it's it's a little bit different than what's what's shown here because normally what they'll do is they'll start their own development studio make a hit game and then get bought out by a giant company whereas right. this one the way it was set up it was i am pitching this you know french canadian company that is definitely not ubisoft <laughs> uh but um but uh yeah so so it's so like, it, but but they often will like once they get bought out and they stay for a while and then they get either burnt out or tired or they want to go do something else and then they'll leave and start a new company. So that aspect of it actually feels very, uh, very accurate. accurate. Yeah. And then huh. you would still have that that larger publisher like. Oh yeah, totally. Who has the staff to like maintain because it is now their property, so right. they'll just and, maintain and, it. And they want to they want to mine it for as much money as they can. Right. Um, so they'll bring in a new Brad to come up with new money-making schemes right. and maybe have a team of... But it's not going to be... It won't be a creative direction. Right. Um, um, and that's the thing with the online games, because, yeah, they'll have, like, new chapters that come out. Like, Raven's Banquet sounded very much like, 
um, what's going on with like Destiny or Destiny 2. Like Destiny 2 is technically a new game, but it's built on to the original Destiny game. But then right. they have all of these expansions to it that are essentially new chapters to it. And and it's literally, they're called like seasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they'll have a creative direction for a new season. And if you have the game, that just kind of is added on. Right. And there will be a new story component or whatever that you go through. And every so often a new season is released that is not a new game. It is a right. new addition to the existing game. Right. To keep, and that will go on for years and years and years. Yeah. So it felt like this is them just kind of going, there will no longer be any more of that kind of content. Right. Or at least not from them. I mean, from them, the, yeah. The studio could always be like, no, slap on some new stuff. But So yeah, maybe David ends up having to deal with new a new creative director. Mm-hmm. He has to hire one. Mm-hmm. And then they find a way to continue the game that sucks. Yeah, and then they they're in competition with mm-hmm. Poppy oh. and Ian. Oh, this all just makes me want to quit everything and become a gamer. I mean, if you need some game recommendations, Join Dustin on his new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Dustin Cheats. Uh, Dustin uh, Cheats at every video game known to man and talks about it while he also you guys, drinks. You guys, I don't play video games for one very simple reason. And that's You're... because if I start one, my life is over. Mm-hmm. What I was... have a very addictive personality. and I What was, just, what was I the last stop. game you played? Earthworm Jim. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not kidding. I stayed up for three days straight. Playing Earthworm Jim. My eyes, I couldn't feel that there was just blood coming out of my eyes. I was just, it hurt so bad, but I refused to go to bed. I refused to do anything until I finished the fucking game. And then after I finished that game, I was like, I can't, I can't be a person that plays video games. Mm-hmm. So you because gave it up. You quit. I, because that's all what I, that's all I would do. So you don't even play games like with your kids? Do they like Mario Kart? I will play Mario Kart and I will play uh, Super Smash Brothers because they're like you know, short things that are over. Right. Mm-hmm. But I can't I can't play one of those games that you can finish. Like you couldn't do Zelda Breath of the Wild. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> Because I would just sit there and play it until I was done. Right. Which is impossible because you're never done with Zelda Breath of the Wild. Really? Oh. I hear it's quite big. It's very big. I wouldn't, I mean, I'm assuming you, you can beat it, but there's always stuff to, more to do. Mm-hmm. I can't even do Animal Crossing because it's open-ended. And I, I would just <laughs> keep going and going and going. Is it possible to do Animal Crossing without talking to anyone? Like, can you just have an island by yourself? Yes. You can? Yeah. But like, and then what would you do? You just build the fucking, it's just Sims. And then you just, you just, you're forever enslaved to Tom Nook and his capitalist yes. propaganda. Uh, I, yeah. I never understood Sims or like Second Life or any of that stuff. I don't, I don't like it either. I don't get it. I mean, I watch my kid play it enough that I, I just don't appreciate it enjoy it i'm like what are you doing you're just what is this you're playing god right okay fine there was but one is it, but you're just living a life that's kind of more boring well second life yeah. is more like that but i thought sims isn't it like you're actually control uh, you're not controlling them but you're like building the environment for them to live i thought, I thought that was minecraft 
Oh, Minecraft is more like playing Legos. Okay. Then what about civil? Like civilization, is building. Yeah, but civilization is at like a larger scale. Yeah, and like time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my kid has played Animal Crossing to death, and he's played Minecraft to death, and he's played Sims to death, and he's like, I need another one of these games, and I'm looking, and I'm like trying to find one for him, and there's like one where you like you can kill the people, and I was like, oh well, that's at least interesting. You can kill the people in Sims. Oh, yeah, can? can't can you like light the house on fire? Or you like wall them in and then oh they, yeah, they and just, they starve. They stuck. Yeah. Not that I've ever done that. I guess you could just get him a tamagotchi. What are those things called? Like the, the keychain pets. Yeah, that's that's right. That's yeah. Do those um, still exist? I feel like we're they not talking about TV anymore. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> and we've already probably hit our limit, so no game tonight is my guess. We're talking about um, games, and so we are, we are talking about games. So we're we're uh, yeah thematically on point ish. <laughs> Well, this feels like a good place to end. Um, <laughs> that's the show. Uh, we'll be back next week with more stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll Animal always... Crossing tips. Animal Crossing tips. Uh, we're only we are less than a month away from Ted Lasso season two premiering. Um, so that's exciting. <gasps> um, also, and Schmigadoon. And Schmigadoon. And Schmigadoon. And yep. also next month in July, so we might start doing. Have we, we might start doing TV club a thing. Um, I don't know. I feel like we haven't planned it at all because we haven't. No. <laughs> so we've kicked around some ideas. Yeah. We uh, mostly love monkey. Tune in to see <gasps> what wait, cartoon we're not, we're not we doing. Love monkey. Watch. No, no, wait. So you realize there is a supernatural cartoon. <laughs> No. I don't no, mean the episode. I mean, no. they made a Japanese anime version oh, <laughs> of Supernatural. Interesting. It lasted no. for one season, mm. and no. Jared and Jensen did the voices. Dustin, God, what if what no. if you what if you also you, you that's paired with the Japanese uh, version of Suits? Why why is <gasps> why is why is this used to like torture me? I don't understand you love why suits. you think it's yeah. Why is it suits. torture? Wait, is it a Japanese? animation version of suits no it's live action oh, they, also did, they also did a korean one. Ooh, i would totally watch that i just um, don't like animation mm. you said that but <laughs> no one has proven me wrong I like, cowboy I bebop you liked what was the cartoon you just said you liked yeah i like bob's burgers well enough i like mm -hmm. archer a little bit no i know but you no know, there was something that we talked about recently that you actually watched and enjoyed invincible invincible oh, yeah. I yes. do like Invincible. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And you, you probably like uh, Big Mouth. Yes, but yeah. So yeah. there's a whole bunch of cartoons that you like, <laughs> and you know that you like Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. A Supernatural cartoon? I don't know. Anyway, anime, Japanese well, anime version. Maybe, maybe we'll be. Wait, Tori. Does the does the Japanese anime version have like proper anime intro and outros with like like a full 90 second credits with the song and then oh, like a, a second song know. at the end. I've never seen it myself. We'd have to oh. discover that together. Okay. Oh, oh my God. No, wow. no. This that is... makes this more exciting. So no, but here's the thing. So they did like one season and some of the episodes are actual adaptations of episodes from the first season of the show, mm -hmm. but then other, but then like, but not every episode. So the storyline diverges no. from the show as well so there are some episodes that are like not based on the series at all 
Supernatural, the anime. Yeah. This is how we go from three listeners to two. We've got uh, more than three listeners. I feel like we gained listeners when we did the Supernatural rewatch. <laughs> Actually, the Supernatural no, no. rewatch Supernatural, was, yes, was but not Supernatural one of our anime. most successful months. I'm not saying that we have to watch the whole season, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Look, Just, of, all the, of all the suggestions that have been made, the one that I like the most is the final season of Lost. Yeah, that was a pretty good. That was a good suggestion. Wait, did we talk about that? Yeah, like months ago. Months oh, okay. ago. Uh, anyway, we'll figure that out, and uh, maybe it'll start next week. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but uh, oh, Tori. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is still true, but one random Google link is telling me that Supernatural, the anime series. I don't know if it is, but it was available on CW Seed. It was available, and is it, it may not still. Anymore? I don't know. I think it is hmm. as one of those random CW shows yeah. that they put on. CW so what you're Seed. saying is it something that is accessible to all? Exactly, uh, everyone which could is watch it. Good. Yeah. JS, tell us what you think. What lost? <laughs> <laughs> don't stack the deck, Dustin. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll be back next week with something else. But uh, have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.